Right at 7.06 on your Wednesday night hump day. This is the one. Get you through the weekend. And if you're uh, sitting there with a severance package in front of you, could be a glum weekend until you call Lior your chance anytime this hour. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. We'll take your calls as of right now, so bring them on. And outside of show hours, you heard him give the number there a moment ago. 416-216-5900 and Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. Answering all your severance and employment questions this hour like we do every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. We always start, uh, brother, with the week that was. We do start with the week that was, John, and thank you and welcome to all our listeners. We're always glad to be back here. You're talking about workplace rights, employment law, everything in between. That's the time. That's the place. Call us. Ask us all your questions. And I'd like to start off with the week that was because I think it gives people an idea of the type of situations that they may find themselves in. And there's some important lessons to be learned. So let's start, John. And the first situation I'll talk to you about, I received the call from a gentleman this week who had been placed on a temporary layoff. Now, he had been on layoff for about 10 weeks and uh, thought that he could be. He thought, in fact, that he'd have to sit down and, and, and wait and kind of grin and bear it and not be able to do anything for about eight months and then see if his employer could or would call him back. Well, he actually heard our show last weekend, uh, and he thought, well, you know, this guy seems like he knows something about employment law. Let me, let me call him. And he called me, and he asked me, well, you know, can I do something? Do I have to wait? Uh, is there an option? Well, that's a very important call because a lot of our listeners are going to be in that situation. Yep. And here's the, here's the bottom line, uh, John. A temporary layoff is a termination. An employer does not have a right to lay someone off temporarily. And for many of our listeners, I think I just blew their mind because there, there's this huge misconception out there that an employer can lay someone off temporarily. In a non-unionized environment, an employer cannot do that. That's a termination. So if you've been laid off... You have a right to treat that as a termination. Get your full severance right now. You don't have to sit at home waiting, wondering what would happen if. There's only three uh, situations where a temporary layoff is okay. Number one is if you signed a contract of employment that explicitly gives the employer the right to lay you off. Number two, if there's a prior history of layoffs. So if in the past the employer did it, you kind of let them do it. So they have a right to do it again. And finally, if you work in an industry where it's an implied term that the work is seasonal, so if you're a a roofer, for example, you may be laid off during the off-season. But other than that, a temporary layoff is a termination. So what I told this gentleman is, no, he doesn't have to wait. He can treat that as a termination. And the reason why he may want to do that is because if he does wait and if his employer does call him back, then that employer can do it again and again. Set precedent, right? Exactly. And then we can't do anything about it. So for his situation, he's decided he wants to get his full severance, and I'm going to do that. So remember, a temporary layoff is a termination. Gotcha. Next one. The second situation, I was uh, was contacted by a lady who uh, had gone on uh, maternity leave three months ago. And so three months into maternity leave, she received a letter from her employer that her employment was terminated. Now, what happened here is she was an account manager, and the, the company had lost the account she was serving. So they said, well, that account is gone, so we don't have a job for you, so we're terminating your employment. Now, this is three months into a mat leave, so in other words, she had another nine months before she was sure. ready to go. Yep. And so the question becomes, can they do that? In reality is, no, they cannot do that. The reason they cannot do that is because an employer has a legal obligation under the Employment Standards Act and the Human Rights Code to bring back to work an employee on maternity leave. You cannot decide nine months before the employee is ready to come back to work 
whether you have the ability to bring them back to work. Because in nine months, things can change. Maybe that client is back. Maybe you have five other clients that you need help with. Mm -hmm. So you cannot decide nine months uh, early that this employee does not have a job. That's premature. That's a violation of potentially two statutes. It's illegal. So because of that, what should an employer do in that situation? It's okay for the employer to write to the employee and say, just as a heads-up employee, we lost that account, so we don't know yet what's going to happen when you come back in in, uh, nine months. That's fine, but you cannot terminate because you have the obligation to take someone back, and if you can't meet that obligation, that's only a decision that you can make at the time the person is ready to come back. Otherwise, it's illegal. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Want to get back into, well, basically continue our discussion about termination and severance. Just to uh, to refresh everyone, new listeners to the uh, the show here on Wednesday evening, uh, refresh your memory. What are the, the, the main elements in determining how much severance someone should receive? That's right. The main elements, if you lost your job, the factors that go into assessing how much compensation you should get, how much severance you should get, is your age, the length of your employment, and the type of job that you have. The longer you work, the older you are, the more senior a position you have, the more severance is owed to you. What's not a factor, John, remember I said age, position, length of employment, the size of the company doesn't matter. For example, the number of employees in the company, none of that matters. And there's, again, misconception. The size of the company is not going to matter Age, position, length of employment. We'll talk to another way we can uh, determine that, and it's easy. You can do it right from your computer as you're sitting at home. Lots more of the Employment Hour coming up. In the meantime, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. would love to talk to you, Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com, and his personal number anytime on or off the air, 416-216-5900. The Employment Hour continues on Talk Radio AM 640. And you can talk to Lior live right now, right up until 8 o'clock, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Lior at employmenthour.com. His email will drop a few of those in. Tonight as well, before we continue on with our uh, general discussion, refresher on termination and severance, I want to mention for the first time, we'll do it again near the end of the show, uh, severancepaycalculator.com. That's right. You know, the main question many people have when they lose their job is how much am I owed or if what I was uh, given, was that fair? So we made it easy. We created a tool to allow you to determine how much severance you're actually owed severancepaycalculator.com. It's free, it's anonymous, it's extremely user-friendly, and it's accurate. You go to severancepaycalculator.com, you input your age, position, and the type of job that you have. Uh, You just select it from a drop-down menu, and it's going to tell you how many weeks or months severance you're owed. And as as you like to say, John, no, there's no bug in the system. Mm -mm. It's accurate. And if it's more than what you think, it's because there's a lot of misconceptions out there. We'll talk about those as well. You talked about, you know, your age, uh, length of employment, and your job title. Are there other factors that determine the amount of severance? Yes, John. So the main factors are age, position, and length of employment. But there's certainly other factors that impact how much severance you're entitled to. One of them, for example, is whether you were recruited away from another job. So if you're working at a, in a position for a period of time, uh, another company comes and convinces you to leave, maybe directly or through a head a headhunter, okay. and they recruit you and convince you to leave. And then at some point, and maybe in the next few years, usually in the next four or five years, that only applies, they let you go. Then you're entitled to an enhanced severance package that essentially recognizes the service you had with the previous company. So you maybe have worked with the previous company for 10 years, were recruited, and worked with a new company for a year, and then you were let go. For the purpose of calculating your severance, you actually may be an 11-year employee, uh, which means you're going to be entitled to a lot more severance than if you were just a one-year employee. So whether you were recruited away from another job is a big, big factor that uh, speaks to the issue of, uh, of termination and your entitlements. 
Another factor is whether or not you're, you're in good health. If you're in a, suffer from a medical condition which may impact your ability to look for another job, right. that's going to have an upward uh, pressure, an upward impact on the amount of severance you're owed. Because you're going to take longer to find another job than if you were healthy, you're owed more severance. Anything, in fact, that impacts the amount of time it's going to take you to find another job may mean more severance. For example, if you're working in an industry that doesn't have a lot of jobs or in a bad economy when there's just not a lot of jobs, the types of jobs that you'd be looking for, that can increase your severance. So many people are going to be surprised to learn that a bad economy actually does mean often wow. more severance. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sound. would love to hear you of your questions tonight. Uh, serve them up right up until 8 o'clock. How about, uh, and I know you get this question all the time in your practice, uh, you know, I was hired by a by an agency, so who pays my severance if I get low? The agency or the, the company that hire me? Who does it? Yeah, and oftentimes the, the responsibility to pay severance is both the agencies and the actual company you're working for. You can have for the purposes of severance, more than one employer. And call, uh, call that a co-employment situation. So if you're working for a company but are hired through an agency to provide services for that company, your employment is terminated. Uh, both the agency and the, uh, the company itself may be on the hook for severance. Uh, and, and that's important to know because if one of them goes out of business or, or something happens to it, you have recourse potentially against the other. Uh, and uh, that happens quite often. I guess it, it would it would be have at least fifty fifty. Otherwise, every business would just you know use agencies to hire people if they're not responsible for severance. Right. Right? Why would you ever hire anyone directly? <laughs> exactly. Then, right? You just hire all your employees through an agency, and then you don't have any responsibilities. Obviously, that's not the case, but many people don't necessarily realize that. There's situations where your employer cannot cannot let you go, even if they're paying severance. Yeah, and and you know the the rule of thumb, John, as you know, and we've said before on the show, is that as long as severance is paid, generally an employee an employer can let an employee go for any uh, at any time and pretty much for any reason. But there are exceptions to this. An employer cannot let an employee go for a discriminatory reason. So an employer can never let someone go because uh, that employee is of a certain race or ethnicity or because they have a medical condition or because or, or, or their age uh, or because uh, of their sexual orientation. None of right. that is legal, irrespective of how much severance is paid. So there's a number of prohibited grounds uh, that an employer cannot let an employee go for, uh, and that, that irrespective of severance. Short of that, short of a discriminatory reason for letting someone go, pregnancy is another one, right. Uh, an employer can let an employee go for any reason, and, uh, and, and as long as severance is paid. And what, what, what's the example I like to use, my car example, John? Yeah, yeah, I don't like you. You have a red car. I prefer blue, so I'm letting you go. Yeah, and I, I, I prefer people with blue cars, and yep. I know that's silly. No employer would actually no. do that, I don't think. But that would be perfectly legal as long as severance is paid. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Want to talk about that nifty little piece of paper called the employment agreement uh, when we come back from a short break. Coming to you live on your Wednesday evening at 725. Lior at employmenthour.com for email. We'll get back into our chat as we've been doing since 7 o'clock. First, so top priority is our uh, phone calls. Al in Toronto. Al, thanks for, uh, for calling in. Do you have a question? Yeah, um, I'm a truck driver, and I've been a truck driver for a long time. I'm working for a very reputable company. I'm just wondering, do you have to get, uh, in order to get severance paid, do you have to be salary paid? Uh, no, um, sorry, uh, okay. as, as opposed to? Well, I get, I get paid by the mile, right. and I get, paid by, I get paid by the mile, the hour, and the pickup and delivery. 
No, yeah, uh, you, you don't need to get uh, paid salary to get severance. So if you lost your job and you were entitled to a certain number of months severance, we would simply look at your average earnings. So if I, as an example, if you make $5,000 a month and you're entitled to uh, eight months severance, then eight times five, that's what your severance would be. Uh, we would simply look at that, at that average, and usually we look at a three-year average. But I don't have to be just... I don't have to be a salary-paid employee in order to collect severance pay. Absolutely not. Not at all. No, as long okay. as you're, you're an employee. Uh, and by the way, if an employer treats you as an independent contractor, that does not mean you really are, and you may still be owed uh, severance. So bottom line is if you have a job, you lose that job, you're owed severance. Okay, thank you very much. That's all I wanted to know. I appreciate you coming and uh, telling me that. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Al. Appreciate it, pal. See, a lot of people think of all the people working on hourly wages and restaurants and everything. Yeah, right? still absolutely. Severance, right? So you get severance. There's no exceptions. Lori in Oakville. Good evening. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Sure, uh, we're great. You got a question for Lior? Well, it's it's more a statement. I don't understand. You you made a uh, comment saying that if somebody um, was. Um, headhunted from their previous job and they'd been in their role for four or five years and they lost their job, it's the responsibility of the previous employer and the headhunter possibly to pay severance. Not, not the headhunter, but the, the, the new employer, correct, yes. Okay, the, well, I thought you said the agency. No, no, we're, ta- no, we're talking about a temp agency, no. The, the, the headhunter would not have to pay severance, no. Okay, but even, even when you take a look at, you know, um, somebody who, who has lost their position after four or five years and you take into account the previous year because you said you convinced them to go. Well, you know, those people, you've got to give those people, I guess, um, credit for making an informed decision too. Nobody's strong-arming them to leave their company. They're given the facts and you've got to give people credit for doing their due diligence and saying, yes, this next role is great. And by the way, if they stay at a company for four or five years and they're dismissed at that point, you know, I think severance should be paid for the four or five years and not necessarily taking into account beforehand, because, and particularly in senior roles, because you've got to give those people credit for making that decision. And, and, and I don't, I don't disagree with you, Laurie, except what our laws have done uh, and has recognized, whether I like it, you like it, or anyone likes it, is to recognize a situation where someone leaves a secure job because they've been promised something better. They've been made representations about their future employment, their, their, their stability, so they lose a secure job. And then it turns out it wasn't as secure as they were told. Then guess what? They should be getting more severance because they walked away from that secure job. Someone dangled a carrot in front yeah. of them, right? And, yeah, and, and that's a fact, and it's been established law for, for a long time, and many people are in that situation. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Got uh, Remish in Mississauga. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? Oh, not too bad. I have a question. Uh, well, actually, let me just give a quick scenario what it is. This is in regards to my wife. She works in the health industry. She's been hired by the one of the hospitals and uh, on a contract, and she's been there for about three years. Correct. Uh, come, uh, she hurt her back during those three years. But come uh, next year, March, they no longer need her. Uh, is she entitled to... Uh, 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 what do you call it? Jeez, uh, my mind went severance. 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 Sorry, thank you. So this all comes down, Ramesh, to uh, the the employment or the agreement, the contract that she signed. If she signed a fixed term agreement that expires right. next March, then the company is allowed to comply w- with the terms of that and end it in March. 
uh, unless the only reason they're not renewing it is because of her injury, which probably would be very difficult to prove. If she signed an agreement that expires next March, and that's what the company does, follows through on it, doesn't renew it beyond that, they would have met their legal obligations for the most part. Uh, and uh, and that's it. So uh, for me to say for sure what she would be entitled to, I would actually want to see a copy of the contract that she signed. I'm happy to, to speak to you off air. I'm happy to review the contract. It all comes down to what the contract says. Okay. Um, fine. Thank you. Uh, uh, she, they haven't, they verbally told her that come next year, March, she no longer has a job. And is, is it a, a, a contract term that expires next March? Uh, she hasn't received any written documentation stating that it's going to expire oh. next March. But when did she sign an employment agreement or a contract at some point that uh, yeah, with the fix? Yeah, the very beginning, which was about three three years ago. Okay, so it, it's quite possible that giving notice and verbally that way it doesn't count. So she may may well be entitled to uh, to severance. So the best advice I can give you is when her employment comes to an end, if it does come to an end, be it March or any other time, she needs to give me a call. Because if she signed an agreement three years ago, it's unlikely for it to be a fixed-term agreement, so she probably gets severance. That call, uh, that number, rather, uh, Ramesh, is 416-216-5900. And I'll get to, uh, I want to do one more before we uh, bring Yeah, Sure, we'll take one more quickly. Jackie in Newmarket. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, thanks for taking my call. No worries. Um, so I just uh, recently resigned from my 15-year-long position at the company I'm with now um, for to pursue some new opportunities. Um, and in my contract, I am entitled, I, or I thought I was entitled to a partial bonus. Um, when I contacted my HR department, they said because I wasn't going to be with the company at time of payout, I was no longer entitled to that amount. Right. So, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so here, ahead. here's the bottom line here, Jackie. For, for the employer to be able to avoid paying you this bonus, you would have had to sign an employment agreement at some point that explicitly says, in order to get the bonus, you have to be employed on the date the bonus is paid. It, it, that can't be implied. That can't just be a policy that they have somewhere. That has to be an agreement that you explicitly signed, and it has to say exactly that. If it says exactly that, then unfortunately you're not going to get your bonus. If it doesn't say that, you are entitled to your bonus, and certainly we can help you get it. Did you, okay. Do you know if you signed something like that? Yeah, when I, I look over when I looked over my employment contract, it uh, it says that I'm entitled to the bonus, and nowhere does it state that I if I'm not there at time of payout that I won't be entitled. Then guess what? You are entitled to this bonus. There's no legal way for them to avoid it. How much are we talking about? Uh, it's twelve percent. So I mean, it's really only if you know we talk about the months of employment. It's really only a couple thousand dollars, but okay. it's still you know been around for fifteen years, and it's kind of a you yeah. Know, no, they owe it, and, and what I could do if you ever wanted me to, I could send them a letter telling them, guess what, guys, you have to pay it. In most cases, that would just make uh, that would make it happen. If you want me to do that, uh, give me a call. Happy to chat to you and help you. Jackie, thanks for the call. The number is 416-216-5900. And for the rest of you want to call in tonight, we'd love to hear from you at 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell phone. You can also drop Lior an email, Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. And his number anytime, 416-216-5900. If you're a little bashful, call him on that line after the show. He'll get a hold of you. Other than that, we'd like to get you on the air like Adam here in Toronto. Good evening, Adam. How are you? No bad. How you doing? Good, man. What's up? Um, so my wife uh, got offered a, uh, a new job with a you know, significant pay increase, about 50%, and uh, they already gave her the contract, and it's signed by her and signed by them. And for some reason, I think that there's issues with the head head office. It seems like it, it may not happen, yet 
she already has the contract, and if she doesn't get this job, she wants to to leave, and you know she really doesn't know what we don't really know what what to do right now. So I guess the concern is that that the offer, the new position or the the promotion, may fall through. Is that the concern? Yeah, exactly. So you know, it's interesting that if uh, if they made an offer, and uh, so we are we're offering you this position at this salary. And she accepts. So an offer and acceptance creates a contract, a binding contract. So they have to comply with it. And what happens that if they say we're not going to do that, that could be what we call a constructive dismissal, which would then allow her potentially to leave employment, okay, and get full severance. But that severance is going to be calculated on the basis of this salary she was supposed to get. So let me give you an example. Let's just say for argument's sake that her salary right now is $60,000 and she's going to get an increase to $100,000. That deal falls through. She can say, I'm going to treat that as a constructive dismissal, leave, and you're going to have to pay me severance, but that severance is going to be calculated on the basis of $100,000. So that's going to be the option. So if the position falls through, she has a choice to make. Either she accepts whatever they're offering her, presumably a different role, or she treats her employment as being terminated. No matter what, she shouldn't be leaving or resigning without speaking to me first, because I'm actually going to also want to see the agreement that she signed, uh, because there may be terms in there that change some of what I've just told you. So uh, that's the best advice I can give you. Have me see it before she does anything, but she may be able to treat her employment as terminated. So that's the dollar value. Now the time value would be the years spent before this offer right. was made. Her, her okay. full seniority would count in assessing her, the length of her employment, of course. But uh, the, the current salary, the one that she agreed to they accept, the ones that they offered her, would be the one we used to calculate her wow. severance. Before she even started. Before she even started. She because offer and acceptance makes contract. Wow. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. We were talking about the employment agreement, that little piece of paper. Can your employment agreement limit the amount of severance? Yes, and, and you, we, we touched on employment agreements. And uh, you know when, when you're offered a job, John, if you're like most people, you're going to look at what your salary is, how much holidays, vac- holidays yeah. vacation, right? That's Maybe a it. bonus. Yeah. Uh, and you'll think, okay, I understand. And if you're going to negotiate something, you'll probably ask for, well, I want a greater salary. I want an extra week's vacation. Well, there's something else in that agreement that may be much more important to you or should be much more okay. important to you than whether your salary is 60000 or 65000 etc. And that is a termination provision. What a termination provision does is it stipulates how much money the employer, how much severance the employer is going to have to pay you if at some point down the road the employer lets you go. Now, the only reason an employment agreement would have a termination provision is to limit the amount of severance the employer is going to have to pay. So you potentially, without realizing, if you accept an offer and you have to sign an employment agreement, are agreeing to a term that limits your, your future severance and it could be to the tune of tens of thousands of dollars, sometimes to the tune of hundreds of thousands of dollars, depending on, on the circumstances. And you may not, not realize that. So be very mindful of that. Keep an eye out to see whether there's a termination provision in your agreement. If there is, it's bad news, okay? We'll take your phone calls. How do we take a quick break here? 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. You want to call Lior. His private number is 416-216-5900 and Lior at employmenthour.com. 745, your Wednesday evening. We'll go to the phones right away. I think we need some clarification on this puppy. Got uh, John on the line. Good evening, John. How are you? Fine. Yourself, thank you. Good. Please describe what you're talking about here. I I don't think my my printout here is, is correct. 
Okay, well, basically, I, I, I've been working for a particular company. It was a toxic environment. I gave two weeks' notice. Right. And, and then I quit. And as a result, I, I realized it was thereafter, uh, being naive, that I couldn't collect any unemployment. All my credit cards, uh, the insurance backup on it didn't do me any good. Yeah. And I basically got just my regular pay with, I suspect, some severance. Now, the, here's the reality, John. When someone resigns, uh, they, they're not entitled to severance, but they're also not entitled to employment insurance. Employment insurance is there to compensate people when they lost their job for no, through no fault of their own. Now, the only way you can get EI when you quit is if you're able to convince EI that you had no choice but to leave, that something so bad was happening in the workplace that it was impossible to continue working. Like harassment and like stuff harassment, like that? harassment, exactly, or even a poison work environment if you can establish that. In that case, you may also be able to get uh, severance, but you have to be able to establish those things, right. uh, and, and I suspect it's not going to be easy. Generally, if you resign, you're not going to get EI uh, and, and not, no severance unless you resign for a good reason. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Dan in Mississauga. Good evening. Dan. Hi. Um, I was just uh, this week let go, and I just wanted to, and I thought the severance that they offered was a little low in the way that it was, they gave the two weeks notice plus two weeks. Now, I've only been there two years, just over two years. Um, I went back with them. They haven't come back to me, but I only have another couple of days before I have to sign it back to them. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, so, yeah, let, let me ask you a couple of questions then. Uh, so you said you've been there for just over a couple of years. That's fine. And uh, what kind of job? What do you do? Engineering. Engineering. Okay. Are you an engineer? Yes. Okay. And approximately how old are you? 52. Well, uh, uh, let me tell you, not only is this offer inadequate, it's completely uh, inadequate. Uh, your situation, uh, Dan, you'd be entitled to about six months of compensation. Okay? Okay. So, I read that, and I just thought that was a little excessive. No, well, it's not excessive. Remember, when I give these assessments, it's not my opinion. It really doesn't matter ultimately what I think. Yeah. You know, the law is not what Lior says it is. The law is what the law is. And for you, given two years as a professional in, in your 50s, six months, is, is, it's not even, there's not even a lot of wiggle room here. Could it be five or seven, I guess, but it's really six months for you unless you sign an employment agreement that's airtight that limits your entitlements. So in light of this discrepancy between, I guess what you said is four weeks, two and two, and, and six months, uh, then, uh, yeah, you really do need to give me a call off air. The only thing I would want to see, Dan, is a copy of any employment agreement if, in fact, you signed one at some point uh, and mm-hmm. see whether that changes the analysis. And, and the good news is, though, that this is not going to be difficult to resolve, uh, to resolve because guess what? If, if and when the company gets legal advice, their legal advice is going to be the same as what I just told you, that you should be getting right around six months of compensation. That includes salary, that includes benefits, any bonuses you get, if there's a car allowance, etc. All components yeah. of your compensation. Dan, did you also slip in there the fact that you're, you're the, 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 uh, the heat is on, you got a, a couple of days to sign this? Well, on? they said uh, till October 5th I have to sign it back. Yeah, I got news I for you. Everything. I got news for you. Right? No, Dan, uh, you, you can't, well, you, you can't, but you really, really should not accept this. This is this is a lot oh, less no, than I'm what you're legally owed. And I went to them and I said, uh, now, I might have made a mistake at this point as I asked, I wanted, but they said the two weeks, I was given two weeks. They said, well, the two weeks notice does not apply to the two weeks severance. It's only yeah. one week severance. 
and they said, well, legally, we don't have to give you any severance if you've been on, if you've not been employed for less than five years. Yeah, you know, and then, you know, I, I love this comment. We've talked about uh, talked about this on the show for the last two We call it a big years. bull of wrong, Dan. Yeah. That's what we call it. It, it. It's wrong. Remember, the only factors, Dan, is the age, position, and length of employment. Whether you work for uh, a, a big company, small company, five years, two years, you get severance. Uh, so give me a call off air. Let me talk to you, and let me help you resolve this. Uh, because you're owed a lot more, a lot more. Dan, that number is 416-216-5900, 416-216-5900. Again, that deadline, yeah. October 3rd. And, no. and, and they're offering him maybe, I don't know, 20 cents on the dollar, maybe, maybe less than that. And when you better accept this offer by, uh, by Monday. You know, nonsense. Get to uh, Ronnie. Hi, Ronnie. Welcome to the show. Hi. How are you? Good. Okay, what's your question um, for Lior? Yeah, sure. Um, I opened a business like 25 years ago, and then I sold the business like, say, 14 years ago. Yep. And I was retained as a consultant um, with an agreement for five years, but the five years obviously has passed by now. And I'm working there without an agreement now on a consultant basis, but mm-hmm. I'm really an employee. I go there every morning, yeah. like 9 to 5. Exactly, exactly. And they want to let go of me now. Um, I just want to know if I'm entitled to anything, and if so, because, like, I have, say, 25 years history. Yes. Um, wh- what does that mean? Well, have they told you anything first? Have they offered anything? No. So, yeah, Ron- Ronnie, for sure you're owed severance, and you're right. If you've been there for 14 years, I mean, that's all I need to know, really, to know that you're an employee. But you, <laughs> you, you told me more than that. You told me you go there every day. You, you are an employee. So if they want to let you go, they can but they have to pay you full severance. And in light of the fact that you've been there for 25 years and then you sold it, I understand you're a 25-year employee. And uh, approximately how old are you, Ronnie? 60. Yeah, well, there's only one number, really, that would apply here, and that's two years' pay. 24 months' compensation is what you would be owed. Uh, So if they decide to let you go, again, legally they can let you go, but they would have to pay you two years' pay, 24 months' So if they let you go, if they're not paying you uh, t- uh, 24 months pay, please give me a call, Ronnie, because that's no question. That's what you're owed, and that shouldn't be difficult to resolve. This is pretty straightforward. Ronnie, that number, 416-216-5900. That's probably the most important phone call she just yeah, made in about and, 14 years and, as well. Uh, you know, that's a very important lesson. The fact that she's called, quote-unquote, a, a consultant doesn't make her a consultant she's been there for 14 years she goes to work every day guess what she is an employee what she uh or what the company calls her doesn't change anything it's not that simple she gets full severance a few minutes left to go in the employment hour we'll get to it you'll want to give us some last minute calls 416-870-6400 star 640 on cell more the employment hour coming up talk radio may 640 i think we got a couple minutes here to squeeze in uh, probably one f- more phone call before we wrap got uh, peter in richmond hill good evening peter Hi, how are you? Good, sir. What's up? Oh, yeah, the question I have is, is my daughter work for, for a company? She worked for them in the summer when she was uh, going to school. And then when when she oh, <clears throat> worked after, uh, after she graduated, they hired her on a contract, a series of contracts. Yep. And then they hired her full-time. And she worked for five years as a, a full time, and she got let go. Now, when they calculate the severance owed, do they take into account the other other 
time that she worked for them or just the full-time time? Excellent question, Peter. They have to take that time in, into consider as, uh, consideration as well. So all time would have to count uh, towards her calculation. So if she worked there two hours uh, on a casual or part-time basis, another five years uh, full-time, she's a seven-year employee. So the best advice, go to severancepaycalculator.com, find out there how much she's owed. When you in- input the information, input her full length of employment, or just give me a call off air, happy to assess her entitlements, uh, because something tells me that this company may not calculate it correctly. We'll wrap it up with terminationquestions.com. I haven't covered that yet. Yeah, so uh, we, we have a website. Look at it as an extension of this show, terminationquestions.com. You go there. You can ask your questions about employment law anonymously. You don't have to uh, put in your name. And myself or one of my colleagues is going to answer right online there, usually within a few minutes, give you the answer. So if you uh, have a, an inkling to know something about employment law uh, tonight or uh, tomorrow, Go to terminationquestions.com. Uh, we'll give you the answers there straight on, just like we do on the show. Outside of show hours, which are just about now, 416-216-5900. Again, Lior's number. If you have any more questions, please call him before you sign anything, send back anything. you got to get a hold of him at Lior at employmenthour.com. This has been the Employment Hour right here on Talk Radio AM 640.